name is Patrick McGilvray, and I'm an experienced marathoner, ultra runner, sports nutritionist, master life coach, and weight loss coach for runners. I've dedicated my life to helping runners just like you properly fuel your body and your mind so you can get leaner, get stronger, run faster, and run longer than you ever thought possible. This is Running Lean. Hey there, and welcome to episode 213 of Running Lean. My name is Patrick McGilvray, the weight loss coach for runners, and today, supplements every runner should be taking. If you're a runner and interested in getting the most out of your training, then you've probably tried a bunch of supplements. There are literally thousands upon thousands of health and wellness supplements out there on the market today. And I looked this up, around 1,000 new supplements are introduced every single year. So if you're feeling a little confused and a little overwhelmed by all of these options, rest assured you are not alone. Today on the podcast, I've got a few simple suggestions for supplements every runner should be taking that will actually improve your health and fitness. But first, I know I share a lot of information here on the podcast about nutrition, weight loss, uh, running, strength training, and if you're new, it may seem a little overwhelming and a little confusing, and that's okay. I got you covered. Uh, you may not know where to start with all this, but I've created a free hour-long training that you can check out at any time. It's called Five Simple Steps to Becoming a Leaner, Stronger Runner. You're going to learn the basics of nutrition, strength, endurance, and the right mindset that is required for you to become your best self. And all this is geared towards you, the runner. If you're ready to get leaner and stronger and become the most badass version of yourself yet, I hope you are, then this free training is exactly what you need. Just go to runningleancoaching.com, click on free training, and get started on your weight loss journey today. Okay, supplements every runner should be taking. The reason I am talking about this today is because I just realized after looking back through 212 episodes that I haven't really talked much about supplements. And it's something that I talk about with my clients regularly, but one of the reasons why I typically don't uh, make suggestions for supplementation or even, you know, certain nutrition suggestions here on the podcast is because, you know, making these blanket suggestions for the general public um, is not the way I like to do things. I don't like to just tell you like, oh, everybody should be doing this or everybody should be doing that because we are all different and we all respond differently to uh, different uh, nutrition, uh, to different exercises, to different supplements. Uh, but I feel pretty confident about these um, few supplements I'm going to talk about today, and I'm pretty sure everybody can benefit from, from these particular supplements, okay? These are pretty generally accepted, pretty generally beneficial to just about everyone. There's probably going to be some exceptions out there, um, which is fine. If that is you and you're like, oh, this one doesn't apply to me or I can't do that one, that is completely fine. Don't, don't do it. Don't think that I'm telling you that you have to do anything. Okay. Um, also, I think that these supplements will really help you if you are a runner because uh, uh, they are geared towards, uh, you know, building strength and uh, hydration and helping you to become as uh, uh, to perform your best as a runner. Okay. So if you're a runner, 
and you're someone who's interested in improving your athletic performance, improving your body composition, then stay tuned. This is definitely for you. That being said, I do have to make a little disclaimer here that I'm not a doctor. We're not engaged in any kind of a coaching relationship. So please check with your doctor before taking any kind of supplements uh, to make sure you don't experience any adverse side effects and there aren't any interactions with any other supplements you're taking or medications. Cool. Okay. Awesome. So first one is, and we all know about this one, it is electrolytes. And what are electrolytes? First of all, electrolytes are minerals that actually carry an electric charge. They're found in your blood, your urine, your sweat, and they are vital to specific processes that keep your body functioning properly. Some of the most common electrolytes found in your body include sodium, potassium, chloride, calcium, magnesium, phosphate, and bicarbonate. These electrolytes are required for various bodily processes, including nerve and muscle function, maintaining pH balance, and keeping you hydrated. Electrolytes are crucial to keeping your nervous system and your muscles functioning and your internal environment balanced. So your brain sends electrical signals through your nerve cells to communicate with the cells throughout your body. And these signals are called nervous impulses, and they're generated by charges to the electrical, uh, changes to the electrical charge of the nerve cell membrane. And these changes actually occur due to the movement of the electrolyte sodium across the nerve cell membrane. So electrolytes, if you don't have electrolytes in your system, you will die. This is something where you just have to get electrolytes in your system. And we all get these in our in our body, you know, through our diet. You know, sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium, phosphate, these are all very common. And most people will get these um, in their diet. I do think that as runners, especially if you're a heavy sweater or live in a warm environment, that it is very important for you to supplement with electrolytes. Um, it can really improve uh, your health and fitness and your running performance in a lot of ways. So let's talk about some of these ways that um, taking uh, supplemental electrolytes can help you. Number one, it improves hydration. And this is the most common way we think of electrolytes, electrolyte water, electrolyte drinks, you know, energy drinks, uh, you know, um, uh, running endurance drinks. Uh, water is the most essential nutrient, and it's very important that you drink enough water throughout the day, right? However, just staying hydrated with water doesn't really work on its on itself. Like you have to have electrolytes in the mix somehow throughout the day. Okay. They, they play a key role in maintaining your hydration levels by directing the flow of water in and out of cells. So studies have actually shown that um, adding salt to fluids greatly improves your fluid retention, especially when you're restoring the fluid balance after significant electrolyte loss which happens after long runs, um, uh, when the weather is really hot outside, when you sweat a lot. Um, this is because both water and sodium need to be consumed in order to establish proper hydration levels, okay? So know that you cannot just drink tons of water by itself. You have to have electrolytes in your water, um, when you are, especially when you are exercising. 
Uh, I like to start my day with electrolytes. First thing in the morning, I hydrate uh, right when I get up with electrolytes. And I feel like it's a great way for me to start the day. And I feel like I'm not myself until I've had my electrolytes first thing in the morning. When you sleep, you you kind of tend to get dehydrated, so it's great to start the day with proper hydration, including electrolytes. Okay, another benefit of taking a supplement electrolytes is that you, they do give you energy. So electrolytes support energy production by ensuring the body is properly hydrated and fueled. So sodium, in particular, plays a pivotal role in hydration, which is essential for maintaining high energy levels. Uh, it helps regulate uh, fluid volume levels and ensures that your muscles function correctly. So essentially, a well-hydrated body is an energized body. And if you've ever been out on a long run on a hot day and you've kind of, um, this has totally happened to me, I've kind of run out of water, run out of electrolytes and just got a little dehydrated, my energy levels tanked really fast. You know, so so it is important that you stay hydrated um, and use electrolytes uh, to maintain energy levels. Um, another benefit, it improves athletic performance. So sodium before a workout helps to increase blood volume. This means that more blood is available system-wide. More blood volume means more oxygen is available for working muscles. So more oxygen means better performance. So if you just want to do something to improve your athletic performance, uh, salt before a workout is going to help get you there. You know, you're improving, uh, increasing blood volume, and you're going to improve your athletic performance for that workout. So right there is a, is a great reason to make sure that you're doing electrolytes, especially before workouts. Um, another benefit of electrolytes, it helps to promote good sleep. So quality sleep is crucial for just being an overall healthy human being. Electrolytes, particularly calcium, help to promote REM sleep, which is a deep sleep phase that allows your body to rest and recharge. This is especially beneficial, beneficial for people who struggle with insomnia. Um, maintaining a proper electrolyte balance can significantly improve your sleep quality. So electrolytes support sleep without the need for uh, stimulants or, or caffeine or anything like that. So just understand that uh, uh, good quality sleep is important and electrolytes play a role in that. Um, electrolytes also help to reduce stress. Magnesium, one of the electrolytes we talked about, is an essential electrolyte, has been shown to have a calming effect on the body and the mind. And this is often used uh, to help with sleep as well, but it helps uh, to alleviate anxiety too. Um, and it helps to regulate the nervous system and promotes relaxation. So maintaining a healthy electrolyte balance helps you to your body to function properly, helps to reduce stress levels, um, and helps you to just to feel less stressed throughout the day. Good thing for all of us. Another benefit of electrolytes is helps to strengthen bones and muscles. So we're talking about now calcium, potassium. These are vital for strengthening muscles and bones. <clears throat> calcium contributes to bone health, which is particularly important for those at high risk of osteoporosis. And potassium helps to maintain muscle health by preserving muscle mass and helps to prevent muscle cramps. All very good things for us runners, right? 
Uh, electrolytes also help to improve recovery. <clears throat> Studies suggest that consuming electrolytes like sodium can optimize water absorption, which yields faster recovery times and probably is more effective at enhancing your performance and recovery than water alone. So it's encouraged for someone to focus on uh, fluids and electrolyte consumption to facilitate proper recovery, not just to improve performance. Um, and it helps with tissue repair too. So electric electrolytes help to rebuild damaged tissue by improving cell function and cell hydration. So better all um, workouts and better all recovery from workouts, which is super important. And then we've all probably heard that electrolytes help to prevent muscle cramps. Yep, this is true. Studies have shown that uh, two, that, that there are two main types of cramping. There's uh, overuse cramping. That means you're just uh, pushing a muscle too much, too hard, too soon. And there's cramping from electrolyte deficiency. If you are a really salty sweater, um, temperatures are really high, you're doing really long distance runs, consider using electrolytes before and during those long events to prevent cramping. And then obviously you have to make sure you're ramping up your training slowly and you're not overdoing it. A lot of runners experience cramping, you know, miles 18 to 22 in a marathon because they're not used to running nonstop for that long. So a lot of people get cramps uh, during their first marathon because, you know, they may have done a few 20-mile runs, but they've done them where they stop and they take breaks and things like that. But, you know, running nonstop for, you know, three hours or whatever is a little bit different and it causes muscle cramps. So the the overexertion tends to be the a big contributor of muscle cramps, but the uh, electrolytes will help prevent that as well. Okay, so how much should you take? So the recommendations vary, but listen, we're, we're mainly talking about salt intake. That's the one that you know people are concerned about. And the FDA says that we should only be getting 2.3 grams of, of salt per day, maximum. <clears throat> Interestingly, the average American gets around three and a half grams of sodium per day. Um, of course, the FDA would like to see that reduced. There is a growing body of research that reveals that optimal health outcomes occur at sodium levels two to three times the government recommendations. So if you eat a diet low in processed foods, less you're getting less sodium right there. If you eat a diet low in carbohydrates, you're going to have less water retention. Then you probably need to add more salt in the way of you know, an electrolyte supplement into your diet. And the sweet spot for most people seems to be four to six grams of sodium per day. That's kind of recommended by new research and by experts, and the new research definitely uh, backs this up as being the optimal amount. <clears throat> of course, if you have high blood pressure, hypertension, you have to check with your doctor before adding more salt into your diet. Um, and then just understand that you are, if you are a low carb athlete, then your body will be um, not as inflamed and not uh, holding on to as much water, which means you're processing more fluids, processing more water, and losing more electrolytes in that process. So most low carb athletes tend to err on the side of more salt is better, and they seem to feel much better doing more salt.
Uh, brands I recommend, there's a couple brands that I like. One is called Element, L-M-N-T, and they come in little packets. And the ingredients are pretty simple. It's salt uh, in the form of uh, sodium chloride, citric acid, magnesium malate, and then potassium chloride, natural flavors, stevia leaf extract. Um, in each packet of Element, there's 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. This is a good mix. Um, these things are really good. I've recommended these in the past. Another one that I really like is, is by a salt brand called Redmond. Redmond Relight is the name of the product, R-E-L-Y-T-E. And they use ancient sea salt. These are the ingredients. Uh, coconut water powder. Coconut water is a natural, uh, has natural occurring electrolytes in it. Citric acid, stevia leaf extract, and natural flavors. 810 milligrams of sodium per serving. And this stuff comes in a little tub, so you can measure out your own uh, servings. But 810 milligrams of sodium, 400 milligrams of potassium, 1,280 milligrams of chloride, 60 milligrams of calcium, 50 milligrams of magnesium. So both of these have good um, electrolyte profiles. I kind of like the Redmond Relight just because it's a little more convenient without having to have all these packets that you have to open, number one. Number two, it also includes calcium, which I think is important as an electrolyte. So, um, but they're both great. They're both great choices. Okay, next uh, supplement that I think every runner can benefit from is protein powder. So protein is probably the most important of all the macronutrients that we need for survival. Like we cannot survive if we do not get protein in our diet. Fat is the other one. We have to eat fat or we'll die. We have to eat protein or we will die. These are called essential macronutrients. If we don't consume those in our diet, we will perish. Um, interestingly enough, carbohydrates are not considered an essential macronutrient. If we don't eat carbohydrates, we'll be fine. Like there's really nothing that's going to go wrong. Our, our liver will produce all the glucose that our, that our brain needs for survival. So we really don't even have to eat um, <clears throat> um, foods that are laden with uh, carbohydrates or sugars. Okay, so protein, very important. Why should you supplement with protein? Why do you need to eat, eat some kind of protein powder? Shouldn't you just get enough protein in your diet? Yes, you can definitely get enough protein in your diet. But most people find it difficult to get enough protein by eating a protein, you know, meat essentially is probably the best form of protein. But if you're vegan, vegetarian, whatever, tofu, um, beans, there's legumes, there's other sources of protein uh, where you can um, up your protein intake. Um, but I just find that most people I talk to struggle to get enough protein in during the day. Um, the recommendations from the government are like, hey, 65% of your calories needs to be coming from carbohydrates. So this right alone right there, if you're following the standard American diet right there, it's going to make it really difficult to get enough protein. Um, and I think that the, the type of protein powder matters and that whey protein seems to be the best, the safest, the most studied, the most effective, the most bioavailable form of protein. It is a complete uh, protein means it contains all uh, nine essential amino acids. So whey protein seems to be the best. Now, if you are a vegan or vegetarian, you don't want to do the dairy or you're lactose intolerant or something like that, no problem. There are other good options out there. 
Um, soy is a good option. I know a lot of people are allergic to soy, um, but it does have all the uh, essential amino acids, which is important. And pea protein is the other one that has all the essential amino acids. So those are both considered complete proteins. And those are pretty good too, um, but whey is superior in a lot of different ways. So if you're somebody that can handle you know, eating the whey protein, then that's your best bet, okay? So the for the focus of this conversation today, I'm gonna to be mo mostly focusing on whey protein as the protein supplement, but you can just, you know, plug and play the other ones into this uh, same formula here because they all have similar benefits, but there's a couple of benefits that are specific to whey as I'm gonna mention here in just a minute, okay? So some of the benefits of whey protein or, you know, taking a protein supplement. So muscle mass declines naturally as you age, um, unless you're doing something to offset that, okay? For most people, this leads to muscle loss and fat gain, and it raises the risk of lots of uh, um, metabolic diseases, right? This adverse change in body composition can be slowed, prevented, or reversed with a combination of strength training and getting enough protein in your diet. Strength training coupled with the consumption of high-protein foods or a protein supplement has been sh shown to be an effective preventative strategy for muscle degradation and, and weight gain as we age. So particularly effective seem to be high-quality protein sources such as whey. So whey is a uh, is rich in a branch chain amino acid called leucine, and leucine is the most uh, growth promoting or anabolic of the amino acids. And for this reason, whey protein is effective for the prevention of age related muscle loss, as well as for improved strength. So for muscle growth, some studies show that uh, whey protein may be slightly better than other types of proteins such as casein or soy. Okay. Um, whey protein may also lower blood pressure. Okay. So abnormally high blood pressure or a condition called hypertension is one of the leading risk factors for heart disease. Numerous studies have linked the consumption of dairy products with reduced blood pressure. Interesting. This effect has been attributed to a family of bioactive peptides in dairy called um, ACE inhibitors. And uh, in whey proteins, specifically, the ACE inhibitors are called lactokinins, and several animal studies have demonstrated their beneficial effects on blood pressure. So one study in overweight individuals showed that whey protein consumption, around 50 grams a day for 12 weeks, lowered systolic blood pressure by 4%, and other milk proteins like casein had, um, casein had seen similar effects. Um, this is supported by another study that found significant effects when participants were given whey protein for six weeks. Um, however, understand this though, blood pressure decreased only in those that had high or slightly elevated blood pressure to begin with. So it didn't really have an effect on lowering blood pressure for people with normal blood pressure. But that's a good, the good benefit of just doing something as simple as taking a protein uh, supplement. Um, protein helps to reduce inflammation. So inflammation is part of the body's natural response to damage. And short-term inflammation can be beneficial. But under circum certain circumstances, it can become chronic, and this is not good. Chronic inflammation can be harmful. It's a risk factor for many diseases, and it may reflect underlying health conditions of 
uh, or lifestyle habits that can be uh, detrimental to your health. Uh, this large study done recently found that high doses of whey protein supplements, um, and when they say high doses, they're talking um, equal to or greater than 20 grams per day. That is not high. <laughs> That's like less than one scoop of protein uh, powder, basically. Uh, but anyway, uh, these particular doses of whey protein supplements significantly reduce C-reactive protein, CRP, which is a key marker of inflammation in the body. So good at reducing inflammation. Um, if you're a runner and you want to recover faster and not be so inflamed, uh, whey protein is a great uh, supplement for that. Protein in general will help with that. Um, also understand this protein is highly satiating. It's very filling and it helps to reduce hunger. So when we talk about satiety, we're talking about the feeling of fullness we, we experience after eating a meal. Um, it's the opposite of appetite or hunger and it should suppress the cravings for food and the desire to eat. So eating food that is more satiating will help you to not eat as much, to feel more full throughout the day, and to help you to uh, not be craving all kinds of uh, crazy foods throughout the day, which is all good. If you're trying to lose weight, then not being totally ravenously hungry and craving sugar and stuff like that is a good thing. It's a good thing. So some foods are more satiating than others, and it depends on their macronutrient composition. Um, carbohydrates being the less satiating, the least satiating, fat being the next, and then protein being the most, by far the most satiating of the three big macronutrients. However, not all proteins have the same effect on satiety. Whey protein appears to be more satiating than other types of protein, such as uh, casein or soy. Um, these properties make it particularly useful for those who want to try to, you know, consume fewer calories and lose weight. Okay, so protein, super satiating. I always suggest people eat more protein, and, and this is a great way to help you lose weight. Um, that is actually the next uh, big benefit of, of a protein supplement is that it uh, increased consumption of protein has been a well-known weight loss strategy. And this is one of the things that I, I promote with my clients as well. And the reason this works is because it suppresses appetite. It leads to typically reduced calorie intake. It helps to boost your metabolism. It helps you to burn more calories. And if you're um, burning the right kinds of calories, meaning fat, then it'll help you to lose more weight. Um, it helps to maintain muscle mass when you're losing weight. A lot of people, they set out to lose weight and they lose a lot of muscle mass in the process. We don't want to do that. So supplementing with protein, especially a good quality protein like whey, will help you to offset that muscle loss. And, and if, as long as you're doing proper strength training as well, then you'll be actually gaining muscle and losing weight and losing the fat weight. This is how you improve your body composition and get to have that nice, lean, uh, strong look that we all want. So whey protein's been uh, shown to be particularly effective and um, it has a uh, superior effect on fat burning and satiety than other types of protein. So just know that. How much uh, protein powder should you be taking? Um, really the recommendations vary a little bit here, but 25 to 50 grams per day seems to be fine. If you're somebody that is not really getting enough protein from your diet, then do a double scoop of protein, so like 50 grams. Typically a scoop is like 20, 25 grams of protein. 
So do a couple scoops of that, mix it up with some water, some uh, milk or, you know, uh, almond milk or whatever, you know, floats your boat there. But uh, 25 to 50 grams a day seems to be the recommended amount. Total protein recommendations, and this has changed over the years, but um, I like to tell people they should probably be getting 0.7 to 1 gram of protein for every pound of ideal body weight. So if your goal is to get to 150 pounds, you probably want to be between 105 to 150 grams of protein per day. Again, this can be hard for some people, um, especially women. Women seem to have a little bit of a harder time getting enough protein just from food alone. So supplementing, it's a great way to make sure you're getting adequate, adequate protein um, to support your weight loss, to support your training. Brands I recommend, there's lots of great brands out there. Um, I just recommend looking for brands that have a few ingredients, that don't have any weird ingredients that you don't understand, that don't have any added sugar. I'm currently using a, a whey protein powder by a company called Levels, and the um, ingredients are really simple. It is whey protein, vanilla extract, sunflower lecithin, which is a natural emulsifier, just improves the consistency when you mix it up. Sea salt, stevia leaf extract, and monk fruit extract. That's it. Super simple ingredients. Um, I understand what all those are. There's nothing weird in there. But look for a brand that, you know, is in your budget and also because protein can be expensive. Look look for something that's in your budget and that um, that feels good to you, okay? Just read the labels. Get good at reading labels. Okay, last of my big three supplements that I think every runner should be taking is creatine. So what is creatine? Creatine is a natural supplement used to boost athletic performance. It's not only safe, but it's one of the world's most popular and most effective supplements for building muscle and strength. Creatine is a chemical compound that occurs naturally in the body. It's also found in red meat and seafood. Creatine is an amino acid that comes from other amino acids. So there are some amino acids that we call essential amino acids, and these are ones that we have to get in our diet, okay? And so those, those essential amino acids can kind of combine, and then those produce other amino acids. I think there's like 20 total amino acids that we need for survival. Um, but then there's um, like 11 other amino acids that are created from a combination of the essential amino acids, if that makes sense. Okay. And creatine is one of those amino acids that is created from a combination of other amino acids. So the human body makes creatine in the liver, in the kidneys, in the pancreas. It's stored in your muscles, um, mainly in a form called a phosphocreatine or creatine phosphate. And creatine is involved in making energy for your muscles. <clears throat> Why should you supplement with creatine? Can't you just get this in your diet? You can. You can actually get enough uh, creatine in your diet if you're eating red meat and fish. Uh, but you, you would probably need to eat something like two and a half pounds of steak every day uh, to get you to the recommended dosage of creatine, which is five grams per day. Five grams is like a rounded teaspoon of creatine. So it's not a lot, but two and a half pounds of steak may be a little bit much for most people, okay? So it's much easier to just supplement. Um, again, these are the supplements that I think are so beneficial and there's no reason why you shouldn't be supplementing with them, especially creatine. So what are the benefits of creatine? One, it helps to produce, uh, helps your muscle cells produce more energy. 
Creatine uh, increases your muscles' uh, phosphocreatine stores. It aids in the formation of ATP, which is the key molecule your cells use for energy and all basic life functions. During exercise, ATP is broken down to produce energy. The rate of ATP resynthesis limits your ability to continually perform at max intensity. So as your ATP, uh, as you use up ATP faster than you can reproduce it, okay? So creatine supplements actually increase your phosphocreatine stores, allowing you to produce more ATP energy to fuel your muscles during high intensity exercise. This is the primary mechanism behind creatine's per performance enhancing effects. So, I mean, right there, I'm, there's no reason why you shouldn't be using creatine. Um, creatine also supports many other functions in the muscles. It's a popular and effective supplement for adding muscle mass. It can alter numerous cellular pathways that lead to new muscle growth. For example, it boosts the formation of proteins that create new muscle fibers. It can also raise levels of insulin-like growth factor, IGF-1, a hormone that promotes increases in muscle mass. What's more, creatine supplements can increase the water content of your muscles. This is known as cell volumization and can quickly increase muscle size. As soon as you start taking creatine, you'll notice a little bit of, of water retention in your muscles. Uh, most people see it as a little bit of weight gain, so they'll say, oh my gosh, I started taking creatine and my I started gaining weight. No, you're gonna just gain a little bit of muscle, uh, of water content in your muscles, totally fine. It's actually good for you to do that. Um, some research indicates that creatine decreases levels of myostatin, which is a molecule responsible for stunting mu muscle growth. So reducing myostatin can help you build muscle faster as well. Very, very um, awesome stuff, this creatine. It improves high-intensity exercise performance. So creatine's direct role in ATP production means it can drastically improve high-intensity exercise performance. It improves numerous factors, including strength, ballistic power, sprinting ability, muscle endurance, resistance to fatigue, muscle mass, recovery, brain performance. Unlike supplements that only affect advanced athletes, creatine benefits you regardless of your fitness level. That is key right there. Um, and one review found that it improves high-intensity exercise performance by up to 15%. Why are you not taking creatine every day? Creatine also speeds muscle growth. So it's one of the most effective supplements for adding muscle mass. Taking it for just as few as five to seven days has been shown to significantly increase lean body weight and muscle size. Um, this initial rise is caused by increases in water content of your muscles, fine. Over the long term though, it also aids in muscle fiber growth by sign signaling key biological pathways and boosting your performance at the gym. Um, in one study of a six-week training regimen, participants who used creatine added 4.4 uh, pounds more muscle mass on average than the control group. That's huge, 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 huge. Similarly, a comprehensive review demonstrated a clear increase in muscle mass among those taking creatine compared with those performing the same training regimen without creatine. Um, this review also compared the world's most popular sports supplements and concluded that creatine is the best one available. Its advantages include being less expensive and far safer 
than most other sports supplements. Um, again, creatine for the win. Um, creatine helps to improve brain function. It plays an important role in your brain health and brain function. Research demonstrates that your brain requires a significant amount of ATP when performing difficult tasks. And supplements can increase the phosphocreatine stores in your brain and help it produce more ATP. Creatine may also aid brain function by increasing dopamine levels and mitochondrial function. Um, as meat is the best dietary source of creatine, vegetarians often have low levels of creatine in their system. And one study on creatine supplements and vegetarians found a 20 to 50% improvement in some memory and intelligence test scores when these uh, vegetarians were, were on a creatine supplement. Um, and then for older individuals, supplementing with creatine for just a few weeks significantly improved memory uh, and recall ability. In older adults, creatine may boost brain function, protect against neurological diseases, and reduce age-related loss of muscle and strength. So just take creatine every day, just from now on, okay? Um, one last thing about it is that it helps to reduce muscle uh, helps to reduce fatigue and tiredness. Um, one study they did um, showed that people that had been sleep deprived had reduced levels of fatigue and increased energy levels. And they did a test on cycler, cyclists, and they found that creatine reduced the fatigue in athletes taking a cycling test um, and has been used to decrease fatigue when exercising in high heat as well. So again, Creatine for the win every day. Creatine is safe and easy to use. Um, along with all of its benefits, it's one of the cheapest and safest supplements available. It's been studied more than any other supplement out there. You can find it just about anywhere. It's been researched for more than 200 years. Yeah, I know, that's crazy. And numerous studies support its safety for long-term use. Clinical trial, trials lasting up to five years report no adverse effects in healthy individuals. What's more, supplementing is easy. Just do three to five grams of creatine monohydrate powder per day. So what I'm recommending is creatine monohydrate. That should be the only ingredient. So if you're buying something and it has anything else in it, just don't get it. Just stick with creatine monohydrate. That should be the only ingredient. I use a brand called Optimum Nutrition. It's great. Lots of good reviews. It's it's odorless, tasteless, pretty much. Um, and, and I just add it to my protein shake, mix it up, and then I'm good to go. Around five grams a day for most people. If you're, if you're um, a little on the lighter side, you could probably be closer to that three grams. If you're heavier, you know, 220 pounds, 250 pounds, you could probably go six or eight grams per day, something like that. Uh, most people seem to do well around five grams per day. Cool. Okay. Those are supplements that I think every runner should be taking. I hope you got something good out of this episode today. I hope you have some good takeaways and uh, you can start supplementing um, with abandon because these are these are good ones and i think just about everybody can benefit from these cool all right that's all i got for you today love you all keep on running lean and i'll talk to you soon